Welcome to the second episode of the Sten Morgan Podcast, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. In today's episode, we start a five-episode series on the five stages of the advisor path. We discuss the rules for the five stages and then dive deep into the first stage, rookie. Whether you're still a rookie and you need help getting out of that stage, or you know a rookie that needs some help, or just want to reminisce about the early days of your career, we're confident you'll find this episode to be valuable and also entertaining. To save you time and to keep from missing future episodes, you can sign up to get updates at stenmorgan.com slash podcast. Now, here's today's show. Well, Sten, welcome back, and I'm excited to talk about the first stage of the advisor's path, and that is the rookie stage. Mm. Uh, it's important that as we start this conversation for the next five episodes, as we talk about each of the five different stages of advisor development, that there are things that are true about the stages. So uh, you who are listening, keep these in mind as you think about the different stages. First, that there is an order of these five that you you can't jump from mm-hmm. one to four, but the other thing is that there is no determined predetermined length. Um, you might be a, a rookie, like give a give a range for the rookie stage of years, one to three, one years. to three. And as an example, with a rookie, you can't stay in the rookie much longer than three years because you literally won't survive. That's like, right. You can't stay in that um, in that age, you know, stage of development because mm-hmm. it doesn't lend itself towards longevity. Right? That's right. Yep. But other ones could. You could stay in that stage the rest of your career, mm-hmm. right? So first, there is an order, and we'll talk about the full order as we move through these. The second is there's no predetermined length, meaning that you know you could uh, maybe other than rookie is the only one that like you can't stay in rookie forever. You'll you'll eventually burn out. Yep. But two, three, four, five, like you know you some of those it might take you two years. Some of them you might be in there forever That's if right. you get stuck. Right. The third uh, truth about the stages is that. It takes different actions to move through them. I think you said what got you here won't necessarily get you there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you've got to stop. And and, I, and we talked to a lot of advisors who are like, oh, but, but I've been doing this and it's been working. Okay, but is that going to get you to the next stage? And that's they're right. like, dang it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was working. And the last is that money doesn't fix your habits, but it does create opportunities. Meaning that, and, and I would love for you to speak on this, is that in this industry, most commonly, the the only measurement that people ask about or think matters is your income or assets under management. Yep. But that's not the sole driver of of your development through the stages, right? Yep. I think there's a shift in the industry now, and, and maybe this is even culturally where it's the idea of I'm going to put my head down, work 10 hour days. And then someday, you know, when my kids are grown, I'm going to have income and then I can travel. <laughs> then I'll be them. their parent. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think there's just this, this feeling of we're, we're rejecting that. Yeah. And, and, and at times it was a badge of honor for the industry that eight out of 10 advisors didn't make it past five years. <laughs> for me, I, I think that's a problem because I meet advisors all the time that are great servant-minded, humble people that want to love on people and they're good with money and they're organized. They just don't know how to prospect. Yeah. And so it's like, what's the, how do we change this so that we can, more good advisors can stay in the business? Because the bigger problem is that most advisors, the average age is 55 plus. Yeah. And it's just not that attractive of a business anymore. You know, And we, we've created that problem for ourselves. And so part of what we say is if we can tell an advisor early on, here's the path. Yeah. And here's the difficulties 
of each path and you can see it coming, mm-hmm. I believe that I would have been less surprised and, and better prepared Absolutely. To, to move along. Absolutely. And I probably would have even done it faster. Yeah. Right. If you know the difficulties that are coming, mm-hmm. then you can prepare yourself for them. And then when they do come, you're not surprised by them. Yeah. I mean, well, who wants to start a ra- I think you use this analogy where it's like, hey, you're going to run a marathon. Someone's like, hey, just start running. And you're like, well, how far am I going? Well, I don't know. I'll tell you when you get there. Yeah. I'd rather know, hey, you're running 30 miles. And so okay. you can train That's for that. That's very different than you want to. Uh, one of the cruelest thing I saw was there's like a, some, it wasn't Iron Man, but it was some form of Iron Man. And there's like a variable in it. It's like, we're going to throw you a curveball. And, and I'm watching this, you know, from the comfort of my own couch at home, <laughs> being the athlete that I am. Uh, but uh, I sure was on YouTube, I'm sure. But they ran through the whole course and it's to these two guys and they're just toast. I mean, they're just done. It's like, I don't know how many miles it was, but they were, you know, over the hills and through the woods and swimming and, and maybe it was tough mud or something like that. But they get to the end and they're like, okay, what's the variable? Is it going to be a thousand pushups or da, da, da? Like it was some, and they said to the guys, turn around and go back. <laughs> and the guys, literally one of the guys is like, Ugh. what? <laughs> I mean, they they were to the they got to the finish line, and the organizer said, "Now go back." And they're like, "What?" And that was the variable: is they had to go all the way back to the beginning. That was the actual race. And the point is, if you would have known that, your mentality is very different, mm-hmm. right? Like, is this a five k or a, or a half marathon? Yeah, right. And so, what we're going to do through this show and other episodes, uh, this episode and other episodes, is that we're going to talk about what you can expect for each one. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying it's going to be easy. We oh, were yeah. we are going to tell you it's difficult because we care about you and, and people who care about you tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. But there is a faster way to get through them. And also that there is an average and an elite way to get and develop and progress through the stages. Mm-hmm. And so you've developed this elite advisor method mm-hmm. of progressing through the stages and really just processing and growing but I, I want you listening to, to think about this. Okay, I'm going to learn about the stage. How can I get through that stage as fast as possible? Not easier, but but it's because it's always hard. Uh, but but how can I get through it faster? And here are the steps that you can apply. First, you have to wake up. That's a realization. Mm-hmm. You're going to be aware of what's going on. Uh, I think about all the anonymous groups, Alcoholics Anonymous, all those things. The, the first stage of those 12-stage programs is always awareness, is to wake up and just say, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. First, you have to wake up and realize your situation. Second is that you have to invest in a solution. Mm-hmm. That might be investing your time or your money, but you have to invest in you know, the change. Then you have to actually do it. So you said, I'm going to make a decision or I'm going to buy this or I'm going to... Then you actually have to go progress through and do the work. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Then you have to track it you know, pay attention and, and, and figure out, oh, I'm, I'm, I've made this adjustment and now I'm closing 50% of my business. Or I made this adjustment and 25% of people are emailing me back. And before, over 15% were, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. And then you judge it and you go, okay, is that good? Is that good enough? What mm-hmm. can I do better? Yep. So wake up, invest, do it, track it, then judge it. And you yep. just rinse and repeat. And if you do that, then that will help you move through and develop and become, you know, elite Yep. Versus, I'm not going to be awake. I don't really want to invest in it. I'll think about it, but I won't do it. I certainly can't track it because I'm not really doing it that consistently. And I'm not going to judge it because I'm not doing it consistently. Right. It helps you. That process for me helps me call out average because Mm -hmm. 
that's different for all of us. You know, at times where it's like, hey, I'm I'm pushing myself to do great things relative to anything we've ever done. It's like that's great, but what are you basing that against? You know, if I'm at an office where everybody's producing you know, 200,000 production and I'm like, well, that's that's my bar, yeah. then I'm going to make decisions that are getting me there. Unless I'm like, oh, look at out over there. There's an advisor at another firm producing a million. Oh, I want to I want to mirror after that. Yeah. And so that process is I continue to use it for almost every decision, whether it's marketing for our firm, whether it's hiring, prospecting, working with clients. I walk through wake up, Sten. Okay. What is there a better way? Yeah. What part of me is holding me back? What, and what is possible? What's possible? I mean, I, you know, again, you're going to learn through listening to the show how much I spend, how much time I spend on YouTube, but (laughs) I don't apologize for that. I'm proud of it. Uh, But there's a, there's a scene from a Leonardo DiCaprio movie and this guy's asking him how much money he makes. He's a stockbroker. But how much money do you make? And I think he said something like, what the number was, but the guy's like, and he was like, he said like 80K. He's like, oh, in a year? He goes, no, like a month. And he's like, what? I mean, literally this guy's mind was just (laughs) like, huh? You do what? You know? And it's and it's it. You I re- think he says, "If you can show me a paycheck of eighty thousand, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll quit my job and work with you." Yeah, and he does, <laughs> and, he does. and he does, and then he does. Yeah, sure. and and the point is, oh, wake up! Oh, that's he possible. had no idea that was even possible, yeah. and that was for me growing up. You know, I yeah, I, I that illustration we use of a mountain. You know, becoming aware of wow, that's actually what's possible. I don't know hey, if I can this, get back back up real quick. Uh, uh, this is a great illustration, and I want it. We're early into the show here. If you joined us, you're an early listener. You can, you know, you were there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a this is a picture that I want us to refer to a lot, which is there's mountains and then there's mountains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you you give this example. Was it with your wife? It was like, oh, here's the mountains. Oh, yeah. And you're like, honey. Yeah. So tell them the mountains of like wake up when it comes to like there's mountains and then there's yep, so being yeah. aware of what a real mountain is. Yeah. Right. So there's that illustration we have that we use for advisors for years was uh, awareness, understanding, belief. Yeah. And the idea that in the picture that we we drew, and it's kind of cartoonish, <laughs> is there's a guy there, and he's he's looking over this way towards these hills, and he's smiling because he's like, "Look what I'm doing." They're mountains. That, that's that's my my hope. Yeah. And my wife's from Texas, which very flat. She moved to Tennessee, and to her, she's like, "Wow, these mountains are amazing." Yeah. The mountains of East Tennessee. There's mountains in East Tennessee. Oh yeah. They'll say, "Come see the mountains of East Tennessee." That's right. right? Uh, until you go to Oregon, <laughs> and you see that those are mountains. And, and, oh yeah. And so for her, when I took her there, I was like, "These are mountains." <laughs> And so as I use that illustration for me personally, there was yeah. so long where I was looking at the hills and I was standing on top of this hill that I conquered and I was like <laughs> so proud of myself until, you know, somebody taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's a mountain. I don't know if I can get there, you know, but I at least know that mountain exists. Yeah. That I could tell advisors. And that other people have been on top of that mountain. I mean, that's the other thing. It's not like, oh, and no one's ever been there. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard too. Once you realize something, you get the, all the thoughts you have about like, well, why haven't I got there? Am I not good enough? Like yeah. that awareness can be difficult also. But for me, when I talk to advisors, like I started my business in a cold market and within three years was recognized as one of the top advisors in the country under the age of 40 and I just turned 30. Wait, you were in a cold market? Your family must have come from money. Nope. Well, how did you you cold call all the time? Nope. And again, people reject that. And it's hard because it's like, well, how did he do that? I've been doing it for 15 years and he's producing more than I am. Like, we want to fight that feeling. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you know it's possible, you know, there's those advisors that then lean into us and say, I want to be part of your community. What courses do you have? Like, you have done it. At all costs, I'm going to find out the way you did it because – I want the same outcome, even if that means I have to humble myself and right. lean in and learn from you or whatever it looks like, because I'm doing that with other advisors still. Right. And so that's why that process for me is important, because even though I have helped 
changed the mindset that was so embedded in my mind of just limiting beliefs and average. Right. I still, over time, I needed a process. And so when advisors call us and like, Stan, I want to think like you do, it's not like I just say, okay, do it. And right. It just because the answer happens. is there's a, and this is what's difficult is, and, and frankly, this is something that separates us from the animals, separates us from machines, is that we think about our thoughts. I don't know if you're listening, if you ever realized that. Like, we think about our thinking. As far as we can tell, you know, other beings think, but they don't think about their thinking. And so, what we're saying is you need to think about your thinking. You need to think about, and so when people say, how do you do what you, you've done? It's not just that, oh, here's the thing you need to do. Here's what you need to think. It's here's how you need to think. Mm-hmm. Here's how you need to think about what you think about. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's deeper than that because right. we can't just say, Here's a script and use it, and people will just throw their money at you. That's right. <laughs> Some people will say that. They'll say, if you use this script, people will say yes. Uh, no. Yep. But if you if you carry yourself in a certain way, if you if you go through waking up, investing, doing something, tracking it, and judging it, let's just say you go through that and you recognize, oh, I can do this better. So what we gave you was not perfect. It was it was version 1.0, then yep. you do 2.0. But it's it's learning how to think and how to act. Um, and how to see the world, mm-hmm. that is way more important than here's a script. That's right. Because we, mean, we give resources to people and it doesn't work because they still, I and mean, we have people that they sort of fade out of the community and it's like, and we had someone fade out of our community and it was simply because they just could not, this is, this is fascinating, they could not and would not stand up to their administrator. Mm-hmm. Who was their, they employed that person. Mm-hmm. They basically met their, let their administrator dictate the 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 feeling of the office. I mean, this person is stuck almost in rookie stage, which we're going to talk about next. Mm-hmm. They've been in the business a long time, but they're just barely making it yep. because they're not judging what they do. They're not tracking what they do. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they know if they tracked it, they'd know what it would oh, say. Yeah. And then therefore you have, a, you have almost an yeah. obligation to take action. Yeah. But like anything, it's, if you change your golf swing, if you, like when I remember when I changed my basketball shot in high school, it felt so awkward. Absolutely. It was so foreign until it wasn't. Yeah. And that's what this way of thinking in our method is. Is this, It's going to shock the system. It's going to disrupt the way you viewed things. Absolutely. Until it becomes second nature. Yeah. And over time, people look and it's like, well, how does Sten do that? Like, why does he come up with that so quickly? How does he look at four ideas and find one and put it into action? It's like, well, because I've practiced. Because you've gone through a lot of ideas. That's right. oh, I was talking to an advisor yesterday, the advisor that we're doing some coaching with. And um, and I was talking about, you know, he's like, he was really proud. He said, I sent out 20 emails and I got four or five responses for COIs. And I said, man, I don't want to be a downer, but like, I think you should get in 50%, maybe 60, 75% responses. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, he felt, he was super pumped, right? And he's like, oh. But it's, it's version one. And I said, know. I said, but, but I said, first I was like, well, let me see the email. And he sends me an email. I'm like, you got four people to say yes to this? <laughs> this is garbage. Uh-huh. And it was garbage in that like, I was like, you're way nicer than this email. Not nice as in mm. like it was mean. Just no personality. But I was like, no personality. Yeah. Nothing personal. Very, I would love the privilege of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nobody talks like that, mm. dude. I'm like nobody, you know, mm. nobody. So we spent five minutes and I said, let's go to this person's website and let's figure out how you should talk to them. And we right. found out the person, the COI was interested in snowboarding and that he had gone to a college that this advisor I didn't go to that college, but he knew a bunch of people who went to that college and like visited that campus and like ate around there. Hmm. I said, okay, next time you're, and I, I don't know if this guy had committed to a meeting with him or not, but I said, okay, here's how I would write an email to this guy. I would go look for a really cool, uh, and I told him about this guy that I watched on YouTube uh, that was a snowboarder, 
and he randomly goes to uh, he goes to snowboard, and his only goal is to go and find people who need help and give them a quick lesson and make them better. Nice. And it's like, the, and he does a GoPro while he's doing it. So it's like, hey man, my name's Dave. Can I help you get better? He's like, oh, thanks, man. You know. And I'm like, send him a video of Dave, the helpful snowboarder, and say, hey, I saw you love snowboarding. And literally, this is just on the guy's bio. Like, I like snowboarding, and I went to university of whatever. I said, so your entry needs to be something personal. Mm-hmm. Hey, I saw this random guy on YouTube, and I saw you like snowboarding, so I thought you'd like his videos. And oh, I have some friends that went to university of so-and-so. We used to go to, you know, and I said, hey, is there a place you went to eat around there that was really good? Yeah. I said, okay, well, mention that place. I was like, is somebody going to respond to that email? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Versus like, I would love the privilege of talking to you about <laughs> sending you some leads. Wah, wah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That is because we have tested and tried mm-hmm. a lot of things. Right? Yeah. So let's get into the rookie stage. Um, what, is the, what is the goal? You know, rookie, you're just starting out. Uh, you know, you're, you're full of excitement. But what is the day-to-day goal of a rookie in this stage? To the, we say the next meal or the next deal. It's yeah. survival at all costs. Every day is, you know, there's really not a system in place yet. You haven't really tried enough things. Yeah. You're trying to copy everybody around you. And it's just a. I, fa- I have this picture of like a, you know, caveman who wakes up and it's like, my goal today is eat. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go kill something and so I can feed. Oh, yeah. Myself. Oh, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I love this stage because I think every advisor that's stayed you in You love business, it now. I love it now. Good point. <laughs> I love meeting advisors in this stage. You know, they're usually a little more optimistic than they should be. And we're going to talk about that. Yep. Yeah, the ignorance and optimism. And right. then, but every advisor I talk to, you can sit around a table with advisors that are crushing it now. And, and there's this, you know, we reminisce on that stage and the funny things we did, you know, that we would have mowed anybody's grass for a $100 a month term policy premium. You know, totally. It was just because it was survival. Yeah. And, and while that's necessary... If you go in kind of blind into this stage with no strategy and no awareness of what it's going to take you to get out of it, yeah, uh, it's it's going to drag and it's going to it's going to be hard, much harder than it has to be. Yeah, it's going to be hard, but it and I like what you said there about it's going to drag. Is that you know? I mean, I I'm thinking of when I was learning to swim. I'm thinking of you know. I mean, it's just when you learn to do something, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, when we don't remember when we were learning to walk, but it didn't go very well for a while. You know, it yeah. wasn't like hey, I'm just walking. You know, like no. <laughs> You run, you put, there's a reason they sell those little bumpers around the coffee tables because mm-hmm. a lot of kids hit their heads on them. You know what I mean, you know, like, you know, it's, it's hard, it's mm-hmm. difficult, but you can progress through it faster. That's right. right? So the goal of, and we, we've got these characteristics or sections we're going to talk about for every one of these stages. So we're going to talk about the goal. What does their day to day look like? What does prospecting look like? What's their thought life look like? Um, how do they view themselves as a business owner? Um, and then what are the risks in the in each one of these and how do you get out of it? So mm-hmm. we're going to cover all that in just a few minutes here. So what does the day-to-day look like? What What does a rookie person at rookie stage wake up thinking? What are they doing on a day-to-day basis? I just, who, how can I, who can I call? It's how can I get in touch with people? How can I schedule meetings? And depending on what firm you may start with, some have very clear metrics on you need to call this many people, schedule this many meetings, and you need to then hold this many meetings with those people. Yeah. And then it's just a game of numbers. If you do this enough, eventually someone will say yes, and you will make enough to survive long enough for the people that are saying yes to compound on each other to where someday you will make enough money not to be scared every day. Right. And, right. and then there's usually you know not a lot of strategy behind it. Some dive into personal development every day. I remember at, n- at night I would do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what's revenue generating activity? And that's what I did during the day. But right, let's then, pause, I was let's pause real quick because I think that this is a big thing for rookies and those 
really, or maybe just earlier in their career. And you might not be in this stage if you're listening, but if you if you care about a rookie, mm-hmm. <laughs> send them this this yeah. audio or have right. one on your team. Yeah, or have one on your team yeah. here. Listen to this. But you make a really clear differentiation that you would build out your prospecting lists. You would do research. You would work on personal development stuff during what do you call it? Non revenue generating hours. Like That's right. When you couldn't be meeting with people, when you couldn't be calling with people. Let me put it this way: when you would only do certain activities during certain hours mm-hmm. because you weren't going to call people at nine o'clock at night and right. you weren't going to go read a book at noon because that's mm-hmm. the time you could be calling someone. Yep. Right. Yep. And there is a tendency to fill your day. And I meet advisors, they'll, you know, watch something on their phone. They'll get an hour rabbit yeah. hole on their yeah. phone. Cause it's like, I've, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I, I want to fill my time with busy work and it should yeah. be, adding value, meeting people, building my network at all costs at every moment. Right. Systems will solve themselves over time, but I see advisors sometimes get caught up in building systems way in advance. And it's like, well, you, you don't have anything to put in the, the the machine you just built yet. Yeah. And so it's that fine line of get activity, right. but it needs to be quality activity. Right. And I think that's one of the separations, again, about you know the elite, the, the elite advisor method applying to rookie is that you're still going to, as a rookie, if you want to move through the stage faster, is you just have to be more intentional about it. You have to, uh, instead of have a really varying schedule and you kind of do what you feel like or don't feel like doing, and you're way more intentional about it, mm-hmm. even in your language. You know, if most, listen, if most rookies don't make it, then don't sound like most rookies who are making phone calls. Yeah. Figure out and don't be happy with the percentage they say, oh, you should be getting this much. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to get twice that but I'm going to have to do something different mm-hmm. in order to make it twice as good. Right? I mean, and we know that's like, why do certain basketball players shoot the ball and it goes in more often? They're doing something different. That's right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, we, and, and I mean, the idea being is that you need to, as quickly as possible, surround yourself with the biggest, baddest advisors you can get close to. Yeah. And we have some advisors in our community that are like, you know, it's, it's just that what they're paying is a stretch for them. But they recognize that this is probably the best money I'm spending because mm-hmm. if I get to see what that advisor is doing, I could I could barely make it by, keep all my money for myself, buy yeah. nicer cars, not invest in my business, and this can take six years. Right. You know, they probably don't even make it to three before they say I'm going to do something else. Yeah. Or I can invest in perspective and training because you can learn it the hard way, or you can go and say, "Oh wait, you've already done it. Teach me how to do it." Yeah. And I think too many advisors in this rookie stage are just, I'm just going to will this to be yeah. 10, 11 hour work days, calling as many people as possible. I'm like, there's a different, better way. We had a, we have a, we had a student who was in college. I think he was a majoring in financial advice. I mean, there was some, his college had some financial advising course or program or something. And he asked me the question, he, he took our planning course, $2,500. He mm-hmm. said, should I take this? And I think I gave him 500 bucks off because he was a student or something like that. Mm-hmm. He said, should I take this? And I said, are you going to be an advisor? He said, yeah, so I'm going to college for it. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I think he maybe already had a job secured or whatever. Right? And uh, I said, he said, should I take this, you know, program? I said, do you want to charge for your advice on the first day of your professional career? He said, yeah. I said, yeah, then you take it. <laughs> you know I mean? You know, or, or you could not and just sort of, you know, try to figure out, but on your own. I said, but, you know, do you want to, you, you know, like, do you want to do well on your first day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then then do the right things. Yep. But most will not do that. Most will not invest in themselves. I think most will work hard. They'll hit their natural market pretty hard initially. They'll come out of the gates, right. you know, aggressive and excited. 
but as soon as those average actions do not yield amazing results, yeah. they'll start questioning themselves. They'll question their interests. They'll find a lot of That's things big. around them to blame. That's big, yeah. Versus realizing like, why am I doing the average thing and expecting different results? Yeah. And, and what I'm telling every rookie advisor, you know, if you're identifying in that season or you know somebody, there's a different path. You can get through that stage in less than a year if you do it right, while most people take three or longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's go through some of these details. Um, prospecting, there's a lot of phone calls. There's a low close rate. They'll say, just do more of that. They really see that what they're, it's about is a product. They don't view themselves as the reason that someone should work with them. Yeah. I mean, which why is, should they? What do they know? You know, right. like there's a lot of... And, and there, is, there is a level, and, and I, I like to kind of dig in this word a little bit. There is a, le- a level of, of ignorance, and I don't mean that as like they're stupid. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I didn't know. Like oh, yeah. literally, if you don't see the speed limit sign and you're like, oh, I literally didn't know the mm-hmm. speed limit. And that's different than I'm going to drive 80 because I don't care about people. Like, yeah. that's a different kind of ignorant, mm-hmm. right? And then there's like, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of rookies just don't know. That's right. But but there is a path where you do study at night, mm-hmm. right? There is a there is a path where you do spend time with people that know a lot more than you mm-hmm. and do joint work with those people mm-hmm. that you can accelerate your learning. So there's a lot of high activity. They're sort of okay with a low close rate and they don't iterate. They don't really track it or judge it very much or try to get better at it because... It's just do more of it. Yep. Right. Um, their their meeting format is usually very generic. And I love you pointed this out, that most rookies um, do 80% of the talking and that silence makes them nervous. Mm-hmm. What, what can they do so that, again, they can separate themselves? They're still a rookie. They're still like, I really need this deal. That's right. But what can they do in their meetings mm-hmm. to separate them and to make them more successful? I think if you can come ready to add value, and, and I, I know this in that, that stat we used is, is my stat, you know, because when I got in the business, it was like, okay, I got to talk about the firm, like why we're independent. I think that a lot of rookies are trained mm-hmm. to talk that much. Yep. Walk through the fact finder, ask these questions. People yep. are saying yes or no to questions. It's yeah. just not that the, most people are leaving those meetings not excited, not impressed. They may have to do a transaction because they know need, they need to do something and they're not going to go find somebody else. And that's what most rookies are banking on is either they I'm related to them, so they're going to do business with me just because. Yeah. Or two, I just caught the right person at the right time, and they're just going to do something because they need to. Right. And it's like that's a, a losing battle because the odds are not in your favor there. Yeah. And so the idea that you can create a meeting format, and that's why for you know for legacy advisors, we always say this is a strategy meeting. Even if I've never met a client before, I say let's have a strategy meeting together because it's like, oh, okay, you're going to share ideas. Right. So let, let's pause real quick. That word mm-hmm. will separate you. And this is something that you've done and you've tracked and you've judged is that I want to invite you to meet with me. No, I want you to, let's have a strategy meeting around that. You know, do you want to meet with me? No, I don't. <laughs> do you want to have a strategy meeting? That's about strategy. It's not, do you want to meet with me? Do you like me? Do you trust me? I don't know you. I don't trust you. Let's have a strategy meeting to talk about some ideas I have for helping your business grow or helping mm-hmm. you you know, make sure your kids are taken care of. Like that is a lot about them and a lot about sort of ideas versus mm-hmm. like, do you want me to talk about some financial products? That's right. And no. give me all your personal information in the first meeting. Right. Even though I, I met you 20 minutes ago through a friend of a friend. That's right. Right. Uh, and then refer me people at the end of that meeting. You know, <laughs> right. just, yeah. and I, I get the heart behind it. It just, 
it's it's an average path and it's right. a frustrating path versus right. I'm going to overwhelm you with value in the first meeting. Ask great questions. If if this doesn't fit now, I'm not going to try to force it. Yeah. You know, when I was in the insurance business, it was like go before I even asked a question to somebody, I was like, "There's an insurance sale here somewhere." And then if it wasn't, I was like, uh, you know, it was like I'm, uh, I'm panicking taking, a little I'm bit. I'm taking the <laughs> I'm taking the um, the the temperature of people's minds right now and hearts, and a lot of people just internally just spiked a little bit. They just like clenched. There yeah. was like, wait a minute, that's what they told me. Everybody, everybody needs this thing. That's right. Right. That I have, and to some degree, yes, every person does need to have some measure of insurance. I mean, that's that part's true, right? But the freedom to say. I'm not going to lead with that. Mm-hmm. That's not the only reason we're meeting. That's not the only way I'm going to measure mm-hmm. having an impact on you is, did you buy from me or not? That's right. Right. I want to add value and show you that I can help you. And we teach some things that are really practical, really simple. That you can add value to pe- people's lives, mm-hmm. um, even as a very new agent. Yep. Yeah. The goal for a rookie advisors and the ones we coach in the planning program we have is you're going to have a different kind of meeting. Like Absolutely. that person is going to leave and say, I have not had a meeting like that before. I don't know if they're going to do business with you right away, but you no. built rapport. You were generous with your ideas. And then we have rookie advi- advisors that say, I don't know what those ideas are. Well, it's okay. There's yeah, a way we'll to share get those some. ideas. Yeah. We'll share some. And then I, what's, and they're like, well, I've only been in the business this long. And I don't know. That. Okay. That's fine. We'll, we'll share some of those with you. And one of the coolest things is when we teach people, you can give people ideas that actually have nothing to do with you making money. And when you do that, when you do that, people trust you more. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just gave me a piece of advice that doesn't benefit you financially? Yep. I thought you were just here to sell me stuff. Yep. No, I actually care about you as a person, and I want to help you make your financial life better. Mm-hmm. If that means you need to go re- review your home insurance policy that I'm not going to sell you and that's I don't right. want to sell you, then yeah, we need to talk about that. Yep. You know, that's that's just part of your financial world. Yep. And, and here's a really simple example we talk about. So I think it's a, this was a helpful tangent. If you say to someone, hey, as part of your financial life, it, it would be wise for us to review your property and casualty uh, you know, coverage because the worst case scenario is if I help you by working with me over the next however many years accumulate $200,000, uh, $400,000, and then you have some major th- insurance gap that costs you $100,000, $200,000 out of pocket, then we just lost all of that. Mm-hmm. So insurance is a very important part of that because mm-hmm. we don't want you to spend all your cash if there's a catastrophic event. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, so it's not just about that. It's about this. Oh, okay, and that's why you care about this. And so who should I talk to? Oh, I have a person you can talk to. So that's a really practical, simple yeah. example that I could walk can, out You can there. measure it also, which is great. If you start getting really good at measuring the value of your ideas, yeah. if that person comes back and like, oh, I just saved $2,000 a year on my insurance. Well, which is very possible. That was your idea. Yeah. Another great one we had a rookie use recently uh, that we coached him up on was having a weekly mortgage calculator pulled up in the meeting. Yeah. So when you get to that section and they say, oh, I have a 25-year mortgage right. and I pay this much per month and you plug in, you say, do you know if you paid your mortgage weekly yeah. instead of monthly, it's going to take seven years off your loan? Yeah. I did that with a 60-year-old retired CEO. Yeah. And he's like, I've never heard, no one's ever told me to do that. Right. And you're tricking and that's yourself. The thing he held on to everything else we talked about in that meeting. That's the thing he came back to. He's like, "Oh, even just that thing you taught me about the paying mortgage weekly is is cut, is more than worth the fee you're proposing." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That's all." You're like, so, "That's an online calculator." Yeah, that, yeah, on a website. But the that's idea, not mine. once yeah. you share it, it becomes your idea. Um, and that's the hope is that you can have little nuggets. They don't have to be complicated. We're not sitting there trying to be a CPA or be an attorney. But it's it's these nuggets you can kind of even 
plant ahead of time for yourself in your fact finder so you're not yeah. trying to do it on the fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have moments built into my fact finder that when I get to that, I stand up and get on the whiteboard and I start teaching. And if you say to this, if you say to them, hey, listen, based on the numbers you gave us, I did, I did, I did a little pre-work. Oh, you thought about me before this meeting? You took my numbers and you made it. Hey, just, just so you know, we have a method that we teach that can actually save you for you specifically, one hundred ten thousand dollars in interest on your house. Are you interested in hearing about that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And good news, it's actually free. I don't make any money on that. I mean, and tell people that, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're you're telling me things that benefit me that I could do without you. Mm-hmm. Again, that communicates a level of trust. Yep. Right. Silly story, but an example of this is I think it's the movie A Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. It's about the little girl that says, like, Santa, are you real? Mm-hmm. And he gets in trouble because the Santa Claus says, oh, we don't have that toy, but you can go over to the the store down the street and get it. And what happens is that first they try to fire the Santa because they're like, you can't be sending people to another store. Um, but then the line at the at the Santa goes huge and people spend more money at their store because he, he gave them an idea that didn't benefit him directly mm-hmm. and they trusted him, yep. right? So give ideas to people even if they don't benefit you, but but still show the value. This is the key. Still show the value. Yep. So you're not going to get your PNC license, but if you can say to someone, oh, well, we just saved $2,000 a year on that idea. So the next 10 years are going to save you. Next five years, we're going to save you ten grand. They're going to go, oh, eight thousand dollars fee. You saved me ten grand on just that one idea. You know, like, yes, I did. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. All right. So the thought life of a, a rookie you talked about. There's a lot of doubt, but as long as you can constantly be learning and feeding mm-hmm. yourself positive things, you can get through that. Yeah, they I don't really posture of kind of fake it till you make it. When I go to a conference, you know, I'm suited up and I'm talking about all these deals. I clo- like it's the it's the the guy or the gal sitting at the table quiet and I'll go to conferences sometimes and I'll sit at a table. They don't really know I'm speaking yet. They might yeah. not know who I am yet. And I'm sitting at the table and everybody else is sitting there talking about all this stuff and I'm sitting there just absorbing it. And right. somebody else is there. Sometimes the quiet person is, is the one that you should ask questions of. Yeah. And, and that humility is so rookie advisors that, yeah, there's that, that ego side of all of us that wants to perform, but Ask great questions. Yeah. Find a senior advisor that you're around and say, can I sit in on a meeting with you? How Absolutely. can I add value to you so I can learn faster? Yeah. Uh, because 100% of a $100 commission, you know, is is nothing compared to, you know, 0% of a huge case and the idea you learned in there Absolutely. is going to make you $100,000. That's hard. Much quicker. That's hard. Yep. That's hard. Um, you know, there's a lot of family pressures that can happen at this stage because usually you're younger. Sometimes people are just starting off their family. And so I think that, again, having a, and I think you might get some spousal, spousal pressure, you know, why aren't you producing this and this? If you can communicate that you have a plan, mm. that you're judging it, you know, hey, look at what I've done, look what I'm working on, mm-hmm. that you're willing to wake up, you know, two hours early to do the personal development so you can do revenue generating things during revenue generating hour, you know, honey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up earlier so that I can come home on time, you know, uh, or I'm going to have this evening appointment. Because, you know, at this stage I have to do that, but I'm not going to do that forever. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you make sacrifices for a short period of time. Um, and, you know, the risks of this stage, as we wrap up, the, the risks of being a rookie and doing it wrong are that you make it really all about the products. You don't make it about you um, because I don't think that the products are that interesting. I mean, I think they might be interested to you because you're the you're the – you're in the business, mm-hmm. but most people don't care about basis points. They don't care about, you know, this, or, I mean, this nuance of the product. Uh, what they really want is someone they can trust, mm-hmm. um, that they they believe that they can get good performance out of, that uh, a lot of people are tempted to quit, uh, that there is 
you know, a lack of a network uh, in place, um, and that uh, it's an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it's just things are great, and then there's nothing, and things are great, um, and you, you have to find a way to go. Yep, it's it's I'm gonna have great days, I'm gonna have bad days, but yep. I, I need to keep going. Um, yeah, and part of that, I think, in the rookie phase too, is not thinking that if I try something and it doesn't work this week, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That a lot of rookies need to put good things in place and be consistent with it. Yeah. And the things I did when I create email lists for doctors that were off the hospital websites and I'd send emails and drip consistently every month. Sometimes I get four responses. Sometimes I get 10 responses that the more you can have a system in place versus making it up as you go. Right. It, it gives you, when I wake up, I kind of know what's about to happen. Yeah. And, and this is another little nugget is that people are watching, even though when you don't think they are other advisors, leadership, your spouse, yeah. that, that you need to have a plan that you need to give those people confidence that you know they're leaning into it they're doing the hard thing they're they're wanting to grow uh, because you'll, you'll miss an opportunity if 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 you're just making it up as you go so the things that a rookie can do to to level up to get to the next stage and you've talked about most of them be around better people don't believe that you know just because you're sitting at that one desk and you, you know the five people closest to you right are need to be your greatest influence mm-hmm. that's not true you yep. you're just sitting next to them that's yep. all that means <laughs> yep. this right. is a great example of average is i'm going to find the top producer in my office and kind of observe them and maybe ask them some questions or you know this is just the the environment i've been given so i'm going to do right. the best i can with it the elite path is i'm going to go out into the marketplace and and find you know the elite advisor network we have advisors come to us to say i heard you i see what you're doing i want to be like you someday what's the investment i'm in yeah. Yeah, you know, people are gonna be like, Oh, that's intense because it's different. And so if you take an average path, you'll get average results. And if 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 you feel like you're doing the things that everybody else is doing, stop doing it. Yeah. So when it comes to being around better people, get off the island or get a, get a, get away from average yeah. and find elite. Yeah. The other is joint work. We talked about that. You know, if you can give someone else a hundred percent of something, but you learn something from them that you can then go use the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, we had an advisor in our community call me and say, Stan, I want to give you 70% of this case. Just show me how that. you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a big case. I mean, a client was selling a business for $20 million or something like that. Yeah. And he's an older older advisor. He's kind of been there, done that. The humility is there. Just like, if I see you do it once, yeah, I know you'll help me close this case. If I see you do it once, it's it's worth 100x whatever I give you right now. Yeah. And that, that was a great example for a senior advisor coming to me, younger than him, haven't been in the business as long as him, but he knows we do something different. He's like, I just need to see it once. Yep. Um, so I, the other part of this is invest in the next level, you know, that you are going to have to take some investment, whether that's time, this podcast is free, you're welcome, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, you have to invest in getting to the next level, always be looking for learning opportunities. And I would say ultimately look for learning opportunities that you can then apply. It is a, it is a, you are hiding if you just keep learning, mm. Learning can be a form of hiding, a hundred percent. Oh, I'm investing myself. No, you're not. You're just gathering a bunch of information. Mm-hmm. It's like going to school for twelve years. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is to go learn something. You can then go in the real world and apply it. Mm-hmm. So don't just go. I'm learning. If you're not doing, stop learning yep. and do some stuff. And the last one is know your who. We'll wrap up with this. Know your who is to know why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. That you will, you will do more. If the motivation for what you're doing is not just your own mm-hmm. benefit, right? Yep. Uh, that if you have people in your life whose lives you're trying to make better, mm-hmm. that will be a great motivator for you as you 
you know, move through the, the other stages. Yeah. I mean, those days and, and we've been, whether you've been there or you're there now of like, I just want to leave early. This has been a, a crappy day. Yeah. Got a bunch of no's. I'm leaving at three. I'm going to go get a workout in. I'm just done. Is that, you know, whether it's a picture of your, your wife, your kids, your family, for me for a long time before I was married, it was my, my sisters and my yeah. single mom of like the things I could do to help them. If yeah. I put in a little bit more that the stakes are higher than I think. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm, I want to reach my potential faster yep. because of the ripple effect that will have on other people. Yeah. And, and, and I would say this too, uh, you know, if you've got, if you've had a bad day, then, and, and it's been a bunch of no's, look at your who and then go, what am I going to do tomorrow? Again, this is about playing. I'm going to have a plan. What am I going to do tomorrow to make tomorrow better? What mm-hmm. am I going to change about the subject line of my emails? Again, mm-hmm. let's get super practical. How am I going to change the way I talk? Do I need to be standing instead of sitting when I make my phone calls? Mm-hmm. Do I need to, I had a friend who used to jump on a trampoline before his webinars, before he would teach people, before he'd have a call, because it got his blood flowing. Mm-hmm. Hit a little tiny trampoline in his. <laughs> now, this guy runs a multi-million dollar company mm-hmm. here in Franklin. Uh, I mean, it's like just, he's crushing it, but he had these little things he would do. And it's like, whatever you need to do to change those little those little micro adjustments, but but be willing to make those change and be humble. And Because ultimately, our goal is to help you get through that rookie stage faster. So that's the rookie stage. We've got four more that we're going to go through uh, because we want to help you go through them. We want to mm-hmm. help you develop and go through them more, more quickly. So thanks again for your time, Sin. You bet. Well, thanks for listening to the first episode of our five-episode series on the Advisor Path. If you know a rookie who this would help, you can text them a link right now. Seriously, shoot them a text. They'll probably buy you lunch for being so dang helpful. Actually, they're a rookie, so you probably need to buy them lunch. But you can also send them to sendmorgan.com slash podcast because when you visit that link, you can subscribe to the show. Stay tuned for our next four episodes where we continue to walk you down the advisor path. And lastly, if the show has helped you in any specific way or just made your day better, leave us a review on the Apple Podcast listings and tell us why you like the show. We can't give you any Apple stock in exchange for a review, but I promise we still appreciate it.